thanks for listening to our upcoming podcast on Erskine Radio. Dr. Steve Turley, Ph.D., author of over 20 books. They're positive books. The Return of Christendom, The Democracy uh, uh, Politics, and The Coming Christian Majority. Yes, The New Nationalism and Classical versus Modern Education. Dr. Turley is internationally recognized scholar, speaker, and one of the most exciting voices on the dark web. His popular YouTube channel, TurleyTalks.com, uh, his expertise in the rise of nationalism, populism, and tradition, traditionalism worldwide. His analysis of current events, optimistic and uplifting. That's what I really like. He is optimistic. He's uplifting. He's giving us hope. Too often we're told about the gloom and doom. Let's hear something that is positive, something we can do, something to make us feel a little better. Not Pollyanna, but truth. We'll discuss the border crisis. The cancel culture destroying Democrats as populism surges under Biden. He's the best thing that could have happened to bring the right together. Uh, your first article that I wanted to talk about was in Europe. This is incredible, Dr. Turley. Tony Blair wrote an article. Tony Blair, that strong conservative bastion of uh, British <laughs> politics, right. He, he uh, said the progressive left, of which he was one of the leaders, facing extinction, and it looks that way versus 20 years ago in Europe. You've got parties like uh, in Netherlands. They had 30%. Now they're down to 6%. It's disappearing. People are fed up with the left, aren't they, across Europe, Germany, Sweden, Finland, France. You list them all. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's astonishing. We would never have dreamt it 20 years ago, um, but it's actually happening. Someone like Tony Blair, who's Right. You know, of uh, the British prime minister, 10 years British prime minister and the uh, the leftist uh, Labour Party is warning his, his fellow liberals that the what he calls the progressive left, he refers in the article, the woke left often. They are actually <laughs> facing, yeah, they're facing extinction. And he sees it not just happening in Europe, he sees it eventually happening here in the United States. It was really neat, Erickson, because they had a, they had a special election uh, just a couple of weeks back in the town of Hartlepool or city of Hartlepool. It's in Durham right. counties, northeast uh, England. I studied up around that area. It's where I got my doctorate, Durham University. This is a blue-collar town. They've been voting labor for decades. I mean, literally all of the 20th century, they could be a reliable labor vote. They blew everyone away by affecting in mass and voting for the right, the political right, and not just barely, they voted by a two-to-one <laughs> margin. It was insane. And this is, this is when someone like Tony Blair came out and said, you know what? The left's turn to identity politics is right. concerned about every identity under the sun except for white working class labor constituency voters, and they've defected over to the conservatives, and it doesn't look like they're good. the labor's going to get them back. No. Now, he said a couple other things he said. High taxes and increased regulations. This is another thing. Now, you look at Britain, because Britain led the way with the Brexit. Nigel Farge and the Brexit, they led the way. This paved the way to a large degree for the emergence of Donald J. Trump in the United States when we saw what happened with Brexit. And when that happened, then you knew that the world was wanting a change. They were wanting populism then. 
and the, you said the most dangerous slogan they've got is defund the police. They, uh, <laughs> that is something that no, nobody wants. Uh, the left has outdated Marxism, big government, and pushing extremism and prejudice. These are all things, and the right is pushing family, faith, and freedom. Man, I'm telling you, that's hard to go up against family, faith, and freedom, isn't it? It, it sure is. We just had an election a few weeks back in Madrid, in Spain, in the capital city there. And it was between their Patriot Party, they're called the People's Party, right. and their Socialists. And the Patriot Party, they ran on a campaign of ending the lockdown. They were tired of it. And to the <laughs> Socialists, if you could believe it, they ran on a campaign of keeping the lockdown in place. So the Patriots used as their slogan, communism or liberty. <laughs> that was what they gave as, in terms of the choice for the people in Madrid. Well, I'm glad to say the good citizens of Madrid came out in droves, and they voted in a landslide for the Patriots. They want the lockdown ended, and so now the People's Party, the Patriots Party out there, is running the capital city of Madrid. It's, uh, this stuff is going on all over Europe and it's even started to hit home here in the United States. There is really a great awakening happening in our midst. Well, Germany uh, went back to another lockdown, but that's going to be the death knell for the Social Democrats. 98, they had 41% of the vote. Now they're down to 21%, split in half, in half. Yeah. It's happening here. Now, they're even waking up, you're saying, at the college campuses. The woke colleges are closing, conservative colleges are uh, flourishing, and you said, get woke, go broke. This is happening to the colleges. I love that. Get woke and go broke. You talk about Bernard College, University of Rhode Island, Cypress College. I don't even know where Cypress is, but all these colleges have uh, a lot of these progressive progressive, um, professors. Oh, my. uh, Yeah, and... Anybody who isn't progressive, they are absolutely censoring them. They are putting them over to the side. But people are waking up. They're not giving money to these colleges because they're projecting all these uh, classes that we don't want. They're doing things that uh, people really do not want. And I think a large uh, bit of this has to do with homeschooling. I think homeschooling is making a major difference right now. They're not being indoctrinated 24-7 in the school system. They're being homeschooled. Oh, and did you see uh, the Federalist, Erskine, just released today, June 1st, um, a report on a study that found that homeschooling shot up in some areas of the country, get this, 700% this year. 700. We have never seen anything like that. Right now, only about 75% of our school children are going to public schools. 25% are, are, have left the woke public schools, and they're embracing either homeschooling. That's about 10% of our student population. Just to give people an idea, a comparison, 10% was a year ago the entire non-public school population. The, the, so the public school has dropped almost 300% in terms of this deficit of people who don't go to public schools anymore. And you're right, we're seeing it in the universities. So woke universities across the board are losing uh, their enrollment. Enrollment figures across the board are down 10, 20, 30 percent. But ironically, in conservative colleges, particularly conservative Christian colleges, they're actually growing by leaps and bounds. The uh, Council for Christian Colleges and Universities, they have 
150 colleges under their umbrella, they found that their enrollment has gone up by 20% since 2003, while the same enrollment for wider, woke public colleges and the like has been down 10%. <laughs> right. So it's, it's amazing stuff. It seems like we really are going through a massive paradigm shift in our nation right now. For one thing, since they're doing the Zoom classes and all of this, the parents are able to see what they're actually teaching. It's like at Cypress College where the professor berated a student for saying that police uh, are heroes. Well, it's the same thing. You're seeing it in the regular school classes and parents are saying, this isn't what I want my child, my Johnny, my Jane to be learning. This isn't That's what right. I want them to know. I'm teaching them Christian values and this is totally not Christian values. Now, the... Um, this is making a major difference. People without degrees are overwhelmingly conservative, and so they're using the colleges and universities as indoctrination, aren't they? And they're wanting to go all the way down to three-year-olds, putting them in school. This is the Soviet way. Get them uh, before they can learn anything and put them into a school for indoctrination. That's all you're getting today, isn't it? That's right. And you, you, you hit the nail on the head. What we're finding, you know, when we ask, what on earth makes people liberal? <laughs> you know, is it the right, water? Right. What, what's going on here? We do have a number of studies that have found that it's, uh, it's actually, for lack of a better term, a college education. Now, as a professor for 20 years, I could say it's not so much education as indoctrination, as you're rightly saying. But scholars have indeed found that if you uh, don't go to college, you are overwhelmingly likely to be patriotic and love faith, family, and freedom, whereas if you go to college, you end up getting those values uh, mocked and ridiculed and the like. We actually have data, Erskine, that shows it's really fascinating that 20-year-olds are actually far more liberal than 18-year-olds. So 18-year-olds still retain their family's values and so right. on. Then they go off to college, and in just two years, they end up getting indoctrinated in this stuff. And again, the good news on that one is we find that 26-year-olds are infinitely more conservative <laughs> than 20-year-olds. So in other words, when they have to get a job and they have to pay taxes right. and they get married and the like, they, they realize all this wokeism is uh, worthless. The 18-year-olds who didn't go to college, a lot of them are out in the workplace, and they're seeing the cost, high cost, of what taxes are doing. They're seeing what regulations are doing, and they are working for a living. So they have a better economic uh, broad view than somebody who's been in college their whole life because they've been insulated, and they've been fed this. And whereas they aren't looking at the hypothetical, they're looking at the real workplace. makes a major difference. We've also had big changes the uh, churches that are the woke churches, like the United Church of Christ, they're losing membership like crazy. The oh, churches my, yeah. that are uh, on the other side, I mean, they are losing about half their membership, and they deserve to, because what they're preaching is certainly not Christian, in my opinion. Yeah, we have we have data out uh, both the, uh, the Episcopal Church, uh, very left-wing, as well as even the United right. Methodist Church, very left-wing. They're... You're, <laughs> You're going to love this. They're losing the equivalent. I kid you not. This is how bad it is. They're losing the equivalent of a 300-member uh, parish per day. Wow, That's how per many people day? are leaving. 300 per members per day. And it's, it's, it's a double whammy. It's a double whammy. Their, their populations, are, their congregations are aging, so a lot of them are passing on. 
And, uh, and then also just people are leaving. They've had it. Uh, and, and or if they become truly woke, what do you need church for? You've got, you know, Oprah. <laughs> why, why, do you, why, right. why do you need church? You know, so, um, I mean, church requires commitment. It requires money. You know, it requires time. Communities, you know, not the easiest thing. I mean, you have to make sacrifices for community life. Why bother? So that's exactly what we're seeing. We're seeing the equivalent of a 300-member church being lost per day in some of these left-wing denominations. But a lot of the churches that are the evangelicals, and those are growing. And to give you an example, even President Trump, whose family was part of the Reformation, part of the Reformation in Scotland, after he had the COVID, he said, I'm no longer a uh, Presbyterian, but I'm a non-denominational Christian. That's what a lot of people are saying, right? Yeah, 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 it is, it is. It's it's absolutely fascinating to to see, but um, the, we Robert Wuthnow, the scholar, back in 1986, I think he published uh, the oh, if I can remember the title, something like you know the 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 reconstitution of American religion or the remaking of American religion. What he found back in the 1980s is already we're moving away from any kind of denominational identity right, and right. moving much much more into either liberal Christian or uh, conservative. Christian, and the conservative Christians are winning overwhelmingly. A lot of of churches that they're going to are those who preach American exceptionalism and preach the Bible. That's what it amounts to. That's what you need to do. More we return with uh, Dr. Steve Turley, Ph.D. And remember, all of our programs archived 24-7 at ErskineRadio.com. Thank you all for going there. Rumble's good, too. All All of our sites. Thank you. The Biden administration is quickly moving to implement the liberal fantasy of socialist spending. After spending a $2.1 trillion stimulus, the president and Democratic-led Congress have introduced another $3 trillion plan to add to our insurmountable debt, seeking to raise taxes on Americans making as little as $200,000 a year. Have you seen the immigration footage? $87 million putting illegals in hotel rooms and our troops sleeping on parking garage floors. Could this be the biggest single goal? Gold buying opportunity in history? Well, Wells Fargo and Goldman Sachs say this is the time to buy gold. Patriot Gold Group, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver, and you may qualify for no fee for life IRA. Call 800 356 4470 for details. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs top rated gold IRA dealer, five years running. Call 800 356 4470 today. Cannot believe the number of people going to Spreaker, going to Rumble, and the podcast. This is a major happening in the country today. Uh, now, one of the things that Dr. Steve uh, Turley wrote, now his website is turleytalks.com. Go up there. It's not just a little good. It's great. It's a wonderful website. Uh, U.S. massive anti-woke backlash as critical race theory is being crushed all across the nation. Except in Arizona, where the governor threw a tizzy fit and didn't <laughs> sign it. But other places, Texas, 6th District, uh, Democrat uh, was humiliated. School board overwhelmingly stopped critical race theory. Critical race theory, correct me if I'm wrong, Steve, but critical race theory is nothing more than racism. I mean, it's pure racism that they're bringing in. Uh, white people bad, 
systemic racists, why people are all bad and all this. You can't say any one race is all bad. No, of course not. Of course, you know, you're absolutely right. I mean, that's it's Marxism. When all said and done, it's just simply the good old fashioned Marxism we all learned about in school. But they've replaced um, economic and class categories with race categories. Uh, that's what what we refer to as cultural Marxism today. It's the same uh, grammar, as it were. There's a bourgeoisie and there's a proletariat, so there's an oppressor and an oppressed. And in our society, uh, we have had, ever since its very beginning, a an oppressed people who have been the victims of an oppressor people. And right, um, right. It's, it's very bad, and they never deserved it, and they're... They're always good by definition, no matter even if individuals <laughs> within that oppressed class could be pretty bad, right? And it's right. the opposite. It's the opposite. The oppressor class is always bad, even if there were some good guys, like we saw that during the BLM riots, where they were actually knocking down abolitionist statues, for heaven's sake, because, because if you ask the question, how do we know what group we belong to, then there is a very simple answer by your race. Your race by your skin color. Which, now, now they pulled it. out all the stops over in Texas. They even pulled out the uh, so-called actress Demi Lovato, came out <laughs> against the GOP-backed candidates saying, it's horrifying to see how some of the parents are literally <laughs> fighting to uphold white supremacy and resisting the anti-racism work that is so needed. Anti-racism... Uh. They're talking against uh, anything. If you're white, you're a white supremacist. And, I mean, this is anti-racism. It's insanity is what she's talking about. These people should just stick to the lines that are written for them. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And I think it was the, the Brazilian philosopher of uh, Olavo de Carvalho, great conservative philosopher. He's behind the rise of their nationalist, their tropical Trump named Jair Bolsonaro, who's president of Brazil, and he's come out and said it. If you want to know how the left works, just watch right. whatever they accuse you of doing, they're doing. That's what they're it's, doing. Absolutely. It's now, absolute projection. It's I love this projection. one. Anti-woke candidates uh, opposed to anti uh, to the critical race theory, had 70% of the vote in uh, there in uh, Texas. And what they said, NBC said, opponents of anti-racism win big. Yeah. Opponents yeah. of anti-racism. I mean, this is just nuts. They take the whole news and totally twist it. It's like had a race with uh, two people in it, and well, the U.S. came in next to uh, uh, between the U.S. and Russia, and they said Russia came in uh, uh, second, the U.S. came in next to last. There are only two right. people in the race. That's the way they report stuff. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. No, absolutely. And, and the, the beauty is nobody's listening to the media on this anymore. They've lost. Nobody's the listening because- to the media, period. Texas, Florida, Idaho, Oklahoma, Iowa, Tennessee, all banning critical race theory as it should be because it is the most racist thing. Critical race theory is racism, pure and simple, isn't it? It is. It is. And it goes right back to. Uh, the the slogan you uh, read from Tony Blair. Tony Blair said, "Abolish the police." Is probably the dumbest idea the left has ever had since the <laughs> dictatorship of the proletariat, which comes straight from Marx. <laughs> oh man, I'm telling you, they are so mired in the past. 
They're not looking to the future. That's why it's so important to realize the right position, family, faith, freedom. Could this be the biggest single gold buying opportunity in history? Well, Wells Fargo and Goldman Sachs say this is the time to buy gold. Patriot Gold Group, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver, and you may qualify for no fee for life IRA. Call 800-356-4470 for details. Patriot Gold Group, consumer affairs top rated gold IRA dealer, five years running. Call 800-356-4470 today. Now, Dr. Turley, I want you to tell us something positive, and I've got it right here in your article that you wrote. Border crisis and cancel culture destroying the Democrats as populism surges under Biden. First off, give me a definition. What's populism? Populism is a new is the political animosity that exists not so much between parties like Republican versus Democrat or even right. ideologies versus conservative versus liberal. It's a it's a animosity between the people versus the political class, and it's actually something that political leaders have been very nervous about going all the way back to say ancient Athens. They've been very concerned if ever the people were firmly united behind something, the political class could just ask Marie Antoinette what happened. Right, right. <laughs> right, when the people get very upset at the political class. So the new populism are just regular, blue-blooded Americans all across the Fruited Plain, rising up. They've never been active in politics before. We're seeing it all over the place. They are rising up, and they are taking their political fight, not against an ideology, not against any you know, this or that, they are going against this permanent political class that rules by their own values, interests, concerns that are so at odds with the values, interests, and concerns of the people. So that's populism in a nutshell. We're seeing this against Republicans who uh, are not populists, who aren't uh, for the people, people like uh, Liz Cheney. We're seeing this against uh, Democrats also, that uh, what they're doing. Uh, you've got uh, the chaos at the border. We never had chaos at the border like we do now. You've got a president and a vice president who've never been to the border. This is insanity. And the Republicans are going to the border, pointing things out. 73% of Americans are concerned about the crisis, and 51% oppose amnesty. Can you go against numbers like that and expect to win? No, you can. And then when you combine that, again, bringing back some of their, our other conversations, when you combine that, that over 71% support school choice, you see. I mean, we're seeing, we're seeing the people <laughs> rise up. They're, they're tired of teachers' unions. They're tired of inept politicians who are more interested in some kangaroo court like the January 6th commission than they are in enforcing the border. Uh, right. They've had it. They've had it, and they're rising up, and we are, we are possibly seeing no promises yet. But we are possibly seeing a coalition of upwards of 60 percent of the people, which will usher in quite literally a whole new political era of populism and faith, family and freedom like we've never seen. They're trafficking women. They're trafficking children, families, cartels, uh, 14 million uh, a day is being uh, given to the cartels. The cost of the taxpayers, five million a day, eight hundred dollars per immigrant. This is insanity. Eighty-six million for hotel rooms for twelve hundred migrant families. 
You're bringing drugs, disease, crime, and criminals. I'm not saying everybody's bad, but this is coming in, and they're coming in from over 60 countries. Major contributors are are seeing the rise of the uh, populism. Uh, immigration, Britain, Britain, you look at Britain, 57% of the elites believe that immigration's good. 25% of the population believe it's good. Right. How do you go against numbers like that? And this is throughout Europe. They're absolutely tired of it. There are places you can't even go in Europe because the Muslims have taken over complete neighborhoods. The police won't even go in. Oh, absolutely. We, we see it in Britain. We see it in France. We see it in the Netherlands where uh, nationalist populists, the patriot parties and candidates, they pull the strongest in areas with the highest number of immigrants and where people felt very anxious about the effects of immigration and crime that have gone way beyond anything that they can tolerate. And so absolutely, if you really want to upset people and you really want to awaken those kind of populist sentiments, just start opening up our borders, guaranteed it's going to happen. Now, let's show how why this has happened. You've got people like Bill Maher who liken the cancel culture Stalinism. That's in your article. People like Andrew Sullivan, a leftist blogger, who the Atlanta shooting where they blamed it on anti-Asian. He said, no, 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 no. They are becoming talking populism. They It's called resentment politics. What is resentment politics? I love the term. Oh, yeah. So, that again, it fits right into what we're talking about. So, uh, politicians going all the way back to ancient Athens were very concerned about the sentiment of resentment because it did two things. It united the people, and it united the people against something. So there's an us versus them entailment within it. And so what the ancients tended to do is they tended to focus on foreign enemies. They tend to focus on dangers and threats from outside our borders. Right, right. And that would... You know, and that would create a solidarity between the people and their political class. However, in the 1960s, Democrats figured out that they, these politicians figured out they could deflect resentment by actually turning it in on itself and getting us to fight each other. And so that is where you start seeing the advent of cancel culture and America's bad and, and racist and hateful and the like. It's by creating an animosity between the people on one side and the other, and then that gives the permanent political class the chance to come in and pretend they're our saviors. Erskine, this is what made Trump so dangerous, because he came in and he said, the only people we should be resenting right now (laughs) are the permanent political class. They're the only ones that we, the people, should stand united. We're We're not white. We're not black. We're not Asian. We're all one American people. We're one American family with united culture, custom, and tradition, a faith, family, and freedom, and that permanent political class is deliberately trying to rob us of that for their own political gain. That, these stupid politicians, as he would say it, is what made Trump so dangerous and why even many uh, Republicans wanted to get rid of him. So, but they can't. They can get rid of the man, as it were, but they can't get rid of the message, and they can't get rid of the spirit Populism is surging like never before. The motto of the state of Kentucky is united we stand, divided we fall. This is exactly what they're trying to do. Democratic Party is not the uniter. They are the divider. And I love what you say at the end. For a growing number of people, open borders, woke cancel culture are awakening a powerful and profound resentment against the permanent political class with each new day. 
uh, exacerbating the border crisis, coupled with increasingly absurd acts of wokeness, the resentment promises to be far more inclusive and powerful than anything the woke political class can hope to withstand. In other words, the really awakened people are going to knock the woke people right off of their little pedestal. And this is <laughs> us against us against the elites. That's exactly what it is. It has been for a long time, the elite Republicans, the elite Democrats, and it's the people against the elites. It's the people rising up. It's what it is. And Trump saw that, didn't he? He certainly did. More than anyone else in 2016. You know, he there's a reason why he defeated 15 or 16 of our GOP's finest. I mean, young Young guys, really right. smart, you know, like Ted Cruz, Rand Paul, you know, Marco Rubio. There was a reason why, because they were all talking the old neocon talking points back then. And, uh, you know, lower taxes, lower regulation, you know, uh, uh, muscular self-defense, uh, kind of just a George W. Bush coalition going on. Right, one, right. Guy, one guy said, no, the tide is turning. We are moving away from the old neocon globalist paradigm. And we're going back to nation, culture, custom, and tradition. And it's the one and only Donald Trump. He saw it, he, and he believes it to his, his bones, and he uh, represented it in a way that I know, being doing the YouTube channel, we have an international audience. People, all patriots all over the world love him for it. They absolutely, this is the new, it's so neat, Erskine, this is the new fellowship that's happening all over the world Populations that love nation, culture, custom, tradition are all fully diverse, all doing their own you know, thing in their own right, nation, culture, right. and custom, but we are all absolutely united in our defense of culture, custom, tradition against the globalist political elite. And they saw Trump as their own champion just as much as we saw him in our own, as our nation's champion. So it's absolutely beautiful to watch. He spoke for we the people. Now, a couple of places where he really resonated, one was in Poland and another one was in Hungary because they had understood oppression. They understood Absolutely. what was going on. And the Polish people and the Hungarian people, Trump could be an elected president because he went into Poland and said, make Poland great again. He went into Absolutely. Hungary and said, make Hungary great again. He appealed Absolutely. to the people. He's a man Absolutely. of the people, a billionaire, a one of the richest people in the world. But he was in touch with the people. This is incredible, isn't it? It is. And you see it all over. You see, I saw it in Verona, Italy, when I went out there in, in right. 2019. And we saw it all over, even France and Canada. Canadian patriots love Trump. Um, uh, uh, Australia, New Zealand go all over. India. In India was uh, Narendra Modi, their prime minister. Um, they have a Hindu nationalist party in power right now. They... Narendra Modi had the number two most popular Twitter account next to President Trump. They were great friends. <laughs> they they actually had the Howdy Modi event in Texas, if you recall, that was right, the largest right. gathering for an international leader here in the United States. And then Trump went over there and they reciprocated, giving him the largest international gathering for a foreign leader. So th there is something in the air right now where all the peoples of the world are uniting together against a common threat. And that threat is wokeism and leftism and the permanent political class, the globalist elite, that time, it looks like, is beginning to slip away. And on the world stage, places like North Korea, places like Iran, and these people, 
they were respectful because they realized that they couldn't go up against this tide. They realized that. And he had put together the Abraham Accords, which was great. Now we've wa watching a rise in the United States of an anti-Semitism. Not only are they going yeah. to come against the Jews, but then they're going to come against the Christians. This is of what course. always happens under the yeah. socialist regimes. They've got to make people of faith as their scapegoats. And the first thing that happened on the COVID was they shut down the churches. That wasn't by accident, exactly. was it, Steve? No, no, of course not. No, wokeism by definition is is anti-Christian. It's just anti-religious in general, and right. uh, so no question, no question about it. Um, they do anything and everything they can to weaken Christianity because Christian, again, as Olavo de Carvalho has pointed out, same thing in Brazil. They do the same thing there. They know the single greatest threat to Marxism triumphing in the West is. Christianity. So they do everything they possibly can. In many ways, Marxism is a pseudo-Christianity, right? They replace good and evil with the, the proletariat and the, uh, and the bourgeois. They replace the church with the state. They replace the kingdom of God with a, a future utopian, uh, you know, socialist paradise. They replace uh, the Garden of Eden with the, uh, this idea of the romanticized nativist, so, I mean, they've literally taken biblical categories and just infused them with this secular Marxism. And so they're doing everything they can to get to get rid of it. Again, the good news is they're failing every step of the way. Just look at Russia today. When uh, the Soviet Union fell after uh, 70 years at war with Christianity, the whole of the Russian nation only had about 6,000 churches. That was it. Today, right. they're, on, they're on track right now by 2030 to have over 60,000 churches. I mean, they're opening up thousands of churches every year. People are coming in. They're worshiping. Uh, I have a good friend of mine, a Danish uh, correspondent, who just returned from Russia not too long ago. She said she could not believe the, <laughs> uh, the, the level of faith that you're seeing in the Russian streets right now. And, and she said it's obvious. It's because they were persecuted for 70 years. This is the underground church coming back above ground again. And, uh, and so uh, the Soviet Union, 70 years of it, couldn't stop Christianity. This wokeism uh, has no. no chance. And as a matter of fact, the Russian Orthodox Church is growing not only in Russia, but around the world. It is exactly right. Exactly right. And it's giving a lot of the so-called woke churches a run for their money because it's a very <laughs> traditional church. And not only is it traditional, but they went back to the original Christian roots and they do teach the Bible. And if yeah. you're not teaching, teaching truths, then you don't really have a reason to exist. Now, another thing that we're going to be talking about is what's happened with the news. More and more people are turning off the news. Now, I mean, this is really, they're turning it off. They have all these stories about how we need to go in and uh, re-examine January 6th. They've got all these stories about, oh, well, maybe Wuhan was the place where, where it came <laughs> from. Maybe it didn't come from bats. And maybe Dr. Fauci gave them money. And they're, the, the stories that they ta tell are things that, We've talked about and we've covered it. You know that, Steve. You've talked That's about it. You've written about it. There are things that we talked about a year ago. It's not news anymore. <laughs> it is not. Maybe that's why that just came out. We did a video this last week. Maybe this is why Don Lamont of CNN oh. has actually lost, get this, Erskine, he's actually lost 70 
97% of his audience. Literally wow. eight out of 10 people who were tuning in to watch him in January of this year have turned him off. They just don't want anything to do with the guy. And that's just, that's what we're seeing across the board. People are turning off the mainstream media and they're turning on alternative media like yourself and me. They're also, look at who they had. They had Don Lamont, easy squeezy peasy Lamont. They also had uh, Anderson Cooper, the whitest man in the world. And they had Mario, they had Cuomo. I mean, look at that. They, what a lineup. We'll be right back and talk about news. Could this be the biggest single gold-buying opportunity in history? Well, Wells Fargo and Goldman Sachs say this is the time to buy gold. Patriot Gold Group, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver, and you may qualify for no fee for life IRA. Call 800-356-4470 for details. Patriot Gold Group, consumer affairs, top-rated gold IRA dealer, five years running. Call 800-356-4470 today. Dr. Turley is still on YouTube. Uh, we are also on uh, Spreaker. We're on uh, a number of places, uh, Rumble, and you name it. Uh, and they've got new ones starting up. There's new ones starting up uh, thanks to uh, the My Pillow guy. He's starting up a new one. But uh, all this is all positive. But you've got MSNBC, Chris Hayes, Lawrence O'Donnell, even Rachel Madcow. Matt, Matt, I'm sorry. And uh, you're also on Fox. Uh, Laura Ingram's down. Hannity's down. Even Tucker Carlson's down. Newsmax lost half of their viewers. Uh, and I, that was surprising to me because I thought Newsmax was really coming up. But no, they're, they're all losing their viewers, aren't they? Because people, the news is not relevant anymore. It's rehashed and it has become more propaganda than news. Yeah, it's so it's so fascinating because we we are seeing the old media begin to crack up and a new media rising. And people much prefer like what we're doing right now, people talking, having conversations. So it's like sure. you know, it's it's having a Skype call or something, you know, it's 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 really it's called parasocial relationships. The king of them all, of course, was Rush Limbaugh. And what right. we uh now well, we we don't we don't live in New York we don't live in Atlanta right. we we live in other places and you get different perspective and different viewpoints if you don't like it turn it off please but if you do like it listen and hopefully uh, hopefully you'll have something that you can learn from or maybe in your case you feel better after hearing it know that there's hope and there are other people thinking the same way you are we're not trying to put our viewpoint on you we're just trying to give a viewpoint that you can listen to. Absolutely. Yeah. And the day, that's right. The day the day of mass media is pretty much over. That's because mass society is pretty much over. The, right. So in the 19th and 20th century, everything was getting urbanized. People were moving to the big cities. And so that's where big media came out of in this industrialized revolution. We're now in an Internet age. In an Internet age, you can work from anywhere. You can write with remote Working now is the new thing. Remote learning is a huge thing with online right. classes and all that. And so it's technically known as a network society. We used to live in what's called a mass society, but where, that's where we got our New York cities and our Washington, D.C.s and all that. But now we're in a network society where people can 
literally report from anywhere in the world. People can listen anywhere, anytime. And so what we're seeing is the big mass of corporate conglomerations are all basically losing uh, their viewers. And more and more people are listening and watching guys like us. you just simple, uh, very ind- uh, independent content creators, but they love the style. They love the, um, the, the, the analysis because we're giving something you're not going to get in the cosmopolitan, drenched uh, culture that dominates CNN and MSNBC and the like. Well, you're not going to hear on most of the major uh, places what happened in South Lake or Dallas uh, because uh, school board. But you can talk about it, and we can talk about it, because this can translate to other places. This is real meaningful. It's what the real people in America are doing. And if you, you feel like you're acting in isolation, we're able to bring it out and let people hear about it. And that's very important. Yes, school boards are very important. You've got to get this uh, critical race theory out, and you've got to get people onto the school board. So we're realizing we've got to start at the grassroots level. We also realize how important jobs like the prosecutor are. These are jobs that are way down on the list. This has come to the forefront. The left was always better at doing this, and now it's time for us to wake up. We're going to be woke. We're, and when we wake up, they are really going to understand what woke means because we're put in prosecutors, we're put in school boards, and we're going to bring back value, faith. We're going to bring back family. And we're also going to bring back freedom. Amen. Amen. Well said. <laughs> I, can't, I, I can't top that. Erskine. <laughs> you did top it. That's your term. So that's exactly where we're coming from. Now, I Amen. recommend you got uh, you always have something interesting, but you are positively optimistic, aren't you, Steve? Dr. Turley. I, I am. Call, uh, if you don't mind if I call you Steve, do you? Oh, no. No, of course not. Okay. No. Uh, no, I absolutely. Uh, oh, yeah. My the joke is I only I only make my wife call me Doctor Turley. That's <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't like that joke. But <laughs> no, absolutely. Long term, everything is moving in our direction. Um, Short term, of course, it's crazy, it's insane, it's absurd. But if you're looking at things from a long term perspective. Um, just ask yourself, is nationalism growing or is it shrinking? Is the populist movement growing or is it shrinking? Is the traditionalist movements around the world growing or shrinking? Is conservative Christianity growing or shrinking? The answer to all that, of course, is the, la- uh, the former. It's growing, growing, growing. And that means that in the next decade, uh, we're, we're going to have uh, faith, family, and freedom return in ways that we never dreamed. From your mouth to God's ear, keep saying it. It's happening. It's happening in Europe. It's happening here. We are winning for all the people, all the people. God bless you. ShirleyTalks.com. Hey, thanks for listening to this podcast. We got lots more, so be sure to come back. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.